Hello, everybody. I want to thank you again for joining me for another episode of Started at Berkeley. These series are with students and alumni that I've worked with, and we'd like to keep each episode for about 10 minutes. Today, we have Amy Fang, co-founder, president, and chief product, market, uh, chief product officer of 28 Health. Amy graduated from Berkeley with an MBA and MPH in 2019 and has been working on her startup since 2018. So let's get started. Amy, tell me about yourself. Welcome. Thank you, Deepak. Thanks for having me here. Uh, so as you mentioned, my name's Amy and I started 28 Health while I was at Haas. And 28 Health is the first digital platform focused on increasing access to reproductive and sexual health for underserved communities. I co-founded 28 during actually my first year at Haas and I met my co-founder very serendipitously through my boyfriend who was also at Haas at the time. Very cool. So tell me, um, why did you come to Haas? Sure. So I started off my career as a management consultant at Bain and afterwards I led a direct-to-consumer skincare startup in New York. What I really loved about working in beauty is that everything we do is in service of the customer. We get really deep into understanding their pain points, their needs, also their lifestyles. So whether it's product formulation, packaging, all the way out to the unboxing experience, we really focus on who we're serving and develop our products and services for them. Uh, during that time, it was also my first time living in the US. I'm originally from Canada. And I also faced firsthand how difficult it can be to navigate the healthcare system, even with insurance. And so I came to Berkeley doing an MBA as well as a master's of public health because I wanted to better understand the US healthcare system and really think about how can we take a consumer centric approach to building a better patient experience. How did you, uh, I know you met uh, your co-founder through your husband, but what prompted you to continue with this idea? Yeah, so um, for me, I actually came to Haas not necessarily thinking I was going to do another early stage startup. I felt like I had experience in it and while there were really great things about it, I was also, to be honest, a little bit burnt out and that's why I left. Mm -hmm. um, but when I met my co-founder, Bruno, I was really inspired by his experience. So his background is that he worked at BCG as well as the Gates Foundation. And while he was at the Gates Foundation, he led market access for family planning, HIV and malaria. And he really saw the potential of telemedicine to overcome stigma and lack of infrastructure as well as cost in a lot of these developing markets. And as we talked more and more about the idea, I really realized this is a perfect opportunity for me to be able to take the consumer focused learnings I had from the beauty startup and apply to healthcare. And learning more about the healthcare industry, I also realized there's actually a lot of components within the healthcare that is not necessarily patient facing. And so I was also excited to be a part of an idea that really thought about the beneficiaries and had also direct contact with them. Mm -hmm. So when you were at Haas, let's talk about this. Uh, what resources, if any, did you use here? Yeah, I think, for me, the reason why I came to Haas is really the community, and I felt like it was a great community, both from the student perspective as well as professors that really support students into exploring whatever they want to do. Um, and I think for me in particular, with the combination of Berkeley that has so much deep expertise within entrepreneurship, healthcare, as well as technology, 
um, as well as being in the Bay Area, I just got a lot of opportunities to gain exposure, whether in a classroom setting or extracurriculars. And also, I received funding support uh, from Berkeley. So for example, I received the Trione Startup Seed Grant um, that was really helpful in terms of building out the MVP for 28. Um, and I also think that there are a lot of opportunities, whether it's on campus or off campus, to continue to gain exposure on the startup side as well as the investor side. Uh, so you're building your network as you're building your business. Absolutely. By the way, I know this company, the company is based out of New York and you were here. Uh, mm -hmm. How did that uh, kind of work out in terms of how did you focus your time? Yeah, I, for me, um, the nice part about working in a startup is that it is really flexible. And, and I think in some ways, um, it's a very similar uh, approach as a management consulting where it's not about the hours that you do, but it's really about getting the work done and it's very results driven. So I was really able to do it on my own time, um, especially when we started, we also built a distributed team where our engineering support was also uh, not located in New York. And I work really closely with our engineers, which then uh, really honestly didn't make a difference being remote or not. Um, I definitely think there are components of all of us being together in New York that has really helped to build the culture. Um, but we've seen with COVID as well, there's a lot that we can leverage uh, digitally to continue to foster that culture. Absolutely. So I know you closed the seed round and my understanding you're now in the process of raising a series A. So let's talk about in terms of seed round or maybe that was a pre-seed. Should I correct that? Yeah. So it was a pre-seed round and now we are uh, raising a seed round. Seed round, okay. So in a pre-seed round, and you guys raised how much in pre-seed? Um, we raised 1.25 million in our pre-seed round. So in the pre-seed round with that cash, what was your strategy in terms of just uh, going after different markets? I think primary market, if I'm not mistaken, was New York, New Jersey. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so when we initially launched 28, we started in New York and New Jersey. And we picked those states strategically for several reasons. One, looking at, in particular, New York, they had one of the more rigorous models when it came to telemedicine as well as medication delivery. So we really believe that if we're able to build a successful model in New York, it would allow us to replicate to 30 plus states very easily. Um, so in terms of the early fundraising that we did, uh, a good part of it definitely went to uh, building the product. Uh, because we are in healthcare, it's really important that there are certain levels of security that we also have as a part of product. For example, making sure that all information related to our users are secure and encrypted. The other piece we really focus on is building a really great user experience. Um, and I think that's a really big part for us, why we have a really great MPS at 93. In addition to that, has really helped our retention because we focus so much on the entire process of getting someone onboarded through the medical questionnaire and also what it feels like after they have a prescription where on 28, they actually have ongoing connection with the doctor through secure messaging. So in that sense, you're about to raise your seed round and it is COVID-19. How, how has that kind of, has that uh, helped your business and how has that actually impacted you overall? Yeah, I think we are, as a startup, I feel fortunate that we are in the healthcare space, and in particular, we are in telemedicine, um, which during COVID, there's, a there's been a significant increase in 
telemedicine across the board. Um, I was looking at a stat where uh, awareness about telemedicine adoption was close to 8% in 2019 versus 22% in June of this year. That's a very quick increase. Um, and what we're also seeing too is that the service that we provide is more important than ever. Just because COVID exists, it doesn't mean that women no longer need birth control, um, but it's really difficult for them to be able to get a prescription since it's um, oftentimes considered non-essential or so it, it's much more difficult for them to be able to get that appointment. And the second piece is uh, based on the individual's conditions, they might not want to actually go to the pharmacy to pick up either and it could be an unsafe situation. So we from a business perspective, we definitely have seen positive tailwinds for 28. Um, the flip side of that, I think, is there is still a lot of uncertainty, particularly from a fundraising perspective, where we are now seeing some deals that are coming through that have been made since COVID started. Um, but I would say it's still very early data around what investors' comfort levels are and what their behaviors are like in this COVID world. Absolutely. I, I was surprised yesterday when I was looking at uh, some, some of the press, uh, you know, Doctors on Demand actually raised uh, another mm -hmm. round in, uh, in telemedicine. And if I'm not mistaken, it was like 85 million, which for, you know, they've been around since 2011, 2012. So it, it just seems like this is the opportune moment, you know, in telemedicine and what's going on. Uh, so what's your goal for maybe the next six to 12 months? Uh, I know you're in the process of fundraising, but what are you looking at from a company perspective? Yeah, for us, our goal uh, for the next six to 12 months is really to grow with the hopes of being able to serve more women. Um, because we're only currently in five states, there's also a limited population that we can even serve. So we want to, one, expand from a geographic perspective uh, to be able to be in more states. Um, right now, with the states that we're in, we're also the only player that accepts Medicaid online. And this is something that's really important for us, particularly on an accessibility perspective. And that's another focus for us, where we'll continue to make sure that we can accept Medicaid in all the states that we expand to. Um, complementary to that, we'll also be launching new products. So the vision for 20A is to be able to support women as they go through different life stages. So whether it's thinking about birth control and not wanting to get pregnant to maybe want to get pregnant one day, um, so that's a lot of the development that we're working on right now is really thinking about how do we uh, move beyond contraceptives. So we have some very exciting things coming down the line for later this year. Very cool. So let me ask you one last question. So my, and by the way, my favorite question is how can we help, you know, from the Haas community, students, alumni, uh, if, if there's an ask, uh, please let us know. Yeah, I would say I have two major asks for the community. One is that uh, we partner with a lot of nonprofits, community colleges, and other players within women's health services, including brands, providers, and insurers. So if you know of potential partners that are interested, or if you yourself are interested in partnering with us, please feel free to reach out to me. The second piece is that in order to achieve our vision, we need to continue to grow our team. So if you know people who are interested in working on a mission-driven startup, tackling healthcare access, also please let them know about 28. Thank you so much, Amy. This was fun. Thanks again for all the information. Appreciate it. Thanks, Deepak.